0: Welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast, episode number 108. Welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast. Learn jazz piano without all the guesswork. Now, your host, Brendan Lowe. Welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast, where we have one mission, that is to help as many interested people around the world learn and improve at Jazz Piano by providing structured and organized Jazz Piano education. I'm your host, as always, Brendan Lowen. and thank you so much for joining me. This is going to be episode number 108, and this is a live gig analysis example taken directly from the lab that we are going to be launching in just a couple weeks. Now, remember, go to jazzpianoschool.com forward slash lab launch to get on the priority waiting list and... If you'd like, you can go to uh, the same URL, jaspianoschool.com forward slash lab launch on December 4th at 10 a.m. PST Pacific Time. And you can, if you're interested, go to that uh, URL and get all the details to join the lab because it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be amazing. I'm really, really excited. We've all worked uh, really hard at JPS to Put this together, and we're excited uh, for the results and the you know progress that people are going to make by joining the lab. It's going to be amazing. It's going to complement our humongous main course curriculum. Again, our main course curriculum is for the uh, you know I don't want to say the committed, but the 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 journey takers. Right when you're just all into jazz piano, the main curriculum is for you. It's going to cover everything you need to know, but it's a huge, massive um, course, right? That you move through. Now, the lab is meant for just quick efficient upgrades to different areas of your playing, right? So you can choose. You are basically in the position to choose what you want to upgrade, two-hand voicings, um, your your extensions, your copying, your improv, your approaches. Whatever you want, you get to choose what you want to instantly upgrade by kind of going through these small, short uh, courses that are kind of are going to improve that certain skill level. Whereas the main course curriculum, again, it's being used by schools, high schools, colleges, uh, people around the world to move through a structured step-by-step curriculum that takes you from point a all the way to point Z, right? Even Even if you're a beginner, you start from knowing nothing, you can move through the curriculum all the way up to a point where you're in our advanced level, uh, you know, uh, playing gigs and, and comping and you know doing all that if that's what you want. I mean, you can also move through it and obviously learn jazz piano on your own if you're just kind of a hobbyist, but it's just massive, right? Over 600 videos. And again, the lab is going to be small uh, upgrade formulas with a lot of different features and benefits and things like that. So in this episode you're going to hear a live gig analysis uh, taken directly from inside the lab. And so you can see what that is and listen to what that is. And again, this is me going to be analyzing uh, my gig. I had it in Stockton at a club called Take Five Fun Club. And uh, so that's that's basically it. And again, remember, you can go to jazzpillingschool.com forward slash lab launch to get on the priority list. Or you can go there on December 4th uh, at 10 a.m. Pacific. That's where we're going to be opening up the lab for... Um, Registrants and to join from December 4th at 10 a.m. all the way to the 7th, okay? So it's going to be open for 10 days. And again, we're open for 10 days at the lowest discounted price uh, that we're going to be offering as a celebration to open the lab, right? So always... Uh, pays off to get in early because you are going to be locking in that lowest discounted price for the lab, um, and then after the celebration promotional price. Right, uh, if you come back a little bit later, it's going to be a little bit higher. So always, I always recommend getting it at the lowest price that way you save some money. So again, here is our gig analysis uh, that I'm that you are going to listen to and check out, and um, I will talk to you after it's over. All right, so check it out. Here we go. All right, welcome to this gig analysis. This is going to be over a tune. Uh, that my friend wrote, who's a fantastic trumpet player, and uh, this tune, it's his original composition called Panda's Premise, and I actually start with a piano solo up front. This was at a club in Stockton in California called Take Five, and obviously, uh, Brubeck, uh, Dave Brubeck had a lot to do with the University of Pacific, establishing uh, the the, uh, Brubeck Institute, and things like that um, going on down there, so this club was uh, called Take Five, and this was a gig that we did there i um, not really sure. I think I filmed this about a year or six months ago. But anyway, here we go.
1: With you, I want to introduce the members of the Reds. It's following to buy me a drink.
0: All right. So right off the bat, you can see that I'm starting with a motif, right? I'm not playing much. I'm trying to, uh, you know, keep it simple, get in the groove. And for me, this is the very first tune we had on the gig, right? So, I, it, you know, we were just launched. It was launching right into it, but you got to bring the energy, right? So I was trying to feel my way around a little bit. Again, I started with a motif. The first two chords are C minor going to A flat um, sus, right? So I had a C minor uh seven chord there i was just kind of doing a small motif and then i switched it i just moved it up and then kind of just moved it around from there okay so that's how i started out just simple kind of feeling my way out feeling the tempo that's what i like to do just feel the band a little bit at first not kind of get crazy but just take my time you know there's no rush right and just uh, enjoy the music So finally, like for the whole first chorus, I have that one motif going on. Then we just hit the second chorus here, and then I start uh, using a new motif, ba-do, b-a, 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 bia, moving up, right? Moving up the piano. So I used one motif essentially for the entire first chorus. I was moving my left-hand chords around, comping, right? But I essentially stayed with that full uh, motif. <laughs> So now I have a new motif going. Bitty, boo, bitty, bitty, bitty. And My right hand my my left hand are having a conversation. They're alternating, right? So my right hand play, bitty, doo, bitty, bitty, bitty. and then my left hand comps in the um, space, right? It's a great technique to start to develop your solo and build motifs when your right hand and left hand are switching off instead of doing them at the same time. Listen again. So this is the first chorus still. Sorry about that. Alright, here's a new chorus. See how they're alternating? So I go into this new kind of polyrhythm. Right? So you have one, two... 1, two, three, four, one two, three, four. Right. It's a really cool polyrhythm that basically essentially takes up three beats. And then starts on the fourth beat and then so on and so forth. I think I used that a uh, couple... Uh, Other times as well, but I switched to that motif, and you'll see it's like motifs are the name of the game. If you can start to develop motifs like that and switch them, you know, back and forth, you know, you're gonna be developing your solo really, really well. I went back too far, sorry guys. Right there, right, really nice way to kind of add some force or some some bite, right, or some drive. Hit these low fifths down here and then switch to your fourth. What I'm using is fourth voicings here, basically just like a C, F, B flat in my left hand for that C minor 7 chord. So I actually don't have the minor 3rd in there yet, but if I move my left hand up in fourths, like C, F, B flat is my first chord. D, G, C is my second chord. E flat, A, D would be my third chord. I I get to that minor 3rd. But I'm playing essentially just up and down the uh, C Dorian mode in fourths, and that gives you a nice, really modern sound in your left hand. I'm going
1: to
0: say one more thing in a second here. That's the first time I actually go up into this higher register, right? I'm right around, if you can see the two notes here, D flat and E flat, I'm right around a C above uh, an octave above middle C. That's the first time I went up high. Now most people solo their entire solo in that octave. Do you hear the difference that it makes when you keep your solo down low? I mean, I didn't talk about the register I was in down here, but I was I was soloing below middle C a lot for the first portion of my two choruses, right? And then finally I break out and get hit a nice fifth down here, drive my left hand force in my left hand, and then like bust up all the way to the top of the piano. Creates an amazing driving effect in your soul, right? Listen one more time. So I'm down here, nice and low. Go up high. Now most of the most of the notes that I'm playing is this is really um, C minor pentatonic. Okay, so combinations of that C, D, E flat, G, A, right? And I think the arpeggio that I used to move up the piano was. Um, it was a combination of, uh, of your C minor pentatonic. So it was A, C, E flat G, right? That's the arpeggio that I used to move up the piano. You know, well, I can't really say it too well, but use that arpeggio, right? So I have the sixth, right? The A, which is the sixth of the C minor seven, C, E flat G, and then I just continue to arpeggiate that, that chord there up the piano. That's what kind of creates that sound. <laughs> Now my left hand, you see this, my, my left hand is actually using three note clusters here, right, it gives a thicker texture sound, right, to comp, okay, it's not as thin, so I'm really choosing carefully what what type of textures my left hand's using, whether I'm using like a three note texture cluster here, that's completely okay, uh, this is over, uh, what chord, what chord is this, um, I think the A-flat sus maybe, I'm I'm not too sure, but again, these are always okay. Like if you have a cluster of three whole notes in a row, it's gonna add a thicker support, whereas if you kind of thin it out, maybe use a three-note voicing, you're gonna get a different texture. But again, my left hand's comping a lot because of this driving tune, right? Um, I'm not really, I can't tell you why, but it's a texture I was going for at the time. Uh, you could just as easily kind of approach this without much left hand. My left hand's doing a lot here. You'll hear that from modern players, Joey Calderazzo, um, Aaron Goldberg, comping on upbeats. Right? So your right hand's soloing, your left hand's doing a lot of like kind of staggered rhythmic compings. Okay, that's kind of where I'm taking that style from or that approach from. So right there, so right there, I go after an idea and I screw it up, okay? So I'm outlining triads, okay? So I'm going and, and uh, <clears throat> you know, I fumbled my fingering or something like that. So I was like, screw it, I'm dropping that idea. So, <laughs> I mean, these videos are great to see my mistakes as well, right? Or, or. My doubt, da- or you know, places where I get turned around, so I screwed that up. I just, you just let it go, and then I just kept going into something else. So listen again, so I was going E flat, C, E flat, G, D, uh, F, D, F, A, I'm just outlining triads back and forth in a pattern motion. Okay, check it out.
1: So right there, right? I screw
0: up. Go back a little bit further here again. Screw up and then keep going, right? <laughs> so if you screw up, just let it go. I just left. I just lifted my hands off the piano. Boom, took a second, and then bam, right? If you if you'll have moments where your ideas aren't coming out, right? Your your hands, it's just not translating from your brain to your hands. And if that's the case, you know, I hear pros pros do this all the time, right? And you just lift for a second, and it's like almost seamless, right? You have an idea, you lift, and then go into your next idea. So I change it up. Uh, so right here is where something different starts to happen, right? So the, a lot of this before, right? The drums are just keeping time. There's a ting, 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 ting. So, I, you know, I, I like a drummer who's at, at, interactive, right? This drummer is fantastic, right? But at this moment, he's just choosing to keep time. He's actually not, he's not doing much, which is awesome. He's supporting me very well. But this entire time, I've been kind of note-y, I think, in my opinion, and um, I could have slowed down just a little bit, created more, longer, motif phrase it. But here, right, I started to play dun dun dun, just quarter notes, right? It kind of slows the tempo down, slows the pace down, and kind of leaves me, it actually allows for more possibilities at this point. <music> Here's my screw up again. <laughs> right, building, so. You see how it builds, like it builds so much into that, and that actually allowed me to establish a new idea. It allowed me to establish a new motif that I started going into. Before that, you know, I was playing around with different motifs, kind of outlining some tribes and stuff like that, but nothing was nothing was really gelling that much. I mean, I had a couple ideas here, but here and there, but when you slow down for a second, it allows you to take bigger risks because you'll more opportunities will come to you. Like don't, don't play all the time, you know, because when you're doing that, you're, you're missing out on opportunity. Like the space that you give yourself will give you ideas. That's the greatest thing. It's the same thing in life, right? When you take space, that space will lead to new ideas, but you have to take the space in order to get that creativity, right? The juices to flow, okay? Check it out. I go into this cool new motif that I like. Ba, 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 ba. Again, this is a two-hand conversational thing. This sounds great. I love the way this sounds. I love when I hear people do this and play this. It's just fantastic. Da, 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 right? Absolutely love it. Now, I keep the motif going, but I change up the rhythm. So before I was going... Da, da, mm, ba, ba, mm, ba, ba, mm, right? The ums are my left hand. <laughs> Now I switch up the rhythm a little bit, right? I just flip flop the motif, so I keep the same melodic motif going. This is this is the great thing about motifs is you can you can change it melodically, you can change it rhythmically, and I change it rhythmically here. Now ov- obviously I'm changing it melodically because I'm moving up and down, but the main thing that switches here is the rhythm. Da, da da ba 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 ba, right? And then I and then I'm still doing conversational here, but I'm going da 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 right? So my left hand has, again, the space, da-da-boom, ba-da-boom, da-da, 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 right? Cool stuff. (laughs) And then again, I flip it around again. I change the rhythmic motif. Now, I'm still keeping the third and the melodic motif of the third, but now I'm going da-da-da, 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 right? With those thirds. Probably the best part in my solo yet, right? Just this whole developmental... Process or this idea right here. Still going, right? Still going with this idea. Right? Don't abandon your ideas too early, okay? Right? People abandon their ideas. They'll play an idea for like literally two beats and then go to something else and then play a new idea, then go to something else. That's like changing your topic of conversation. In a sentence, every two sentences. Can you imagine that? Hey, did you go to the grocery store? Hey, did you go to the gas station? Hey, how was the ball game yesterday? Hey, what do you got going on tomorrow? It's spastic, right? You can't do that. You got to stick with the same idea. When you're having a conversation, especially with other players, with yourself, you got to give them time to conversate with you on one subject. That's, you know, expand your motifs. Courses, one course, two course, three choruses, five choruses. I mean, you could take one idea. It's like having a conversation. You can talk about one thing for an hour. I wouldn't recommend it, but you can, you know, especially half an hour, <laughs> something like that. It's probably pushing it, but again, you get the idea. All right, so <laughs> I finally break out of it, right? So I'm going, 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 going. Now here the melodic content of what I'm playing is a C minor major chord in my left hand with a flat five okay um, So you can call that a minor seven flat a, a minor major seven flat five chord if you want right um, So it's E flat G flat B and D. Now, my right hand is mimicking those chord tones. Uh, You can think of this as this comes kind of from your diminished scale, but it's cool. It gives a really cool sound over your minor. So, like, you can think E flat diminished, right, slightly, and it comes from your whole half scale, right? If you play an E flat whole half, you're going to get the same sound. Uh, My voicing in my left hand, again, is kind of, so this can be used, or if you're playing, like, a C minor 7, you'd think uh, minor 7 flat 5, right, with a major 7 in there. E flat, G flat, B, D, then my right hand's playing kind of whole half uh, or outlining. I think I'm just outlining the chord tones here. So that line going up, right, that was like diminished, okay? So that was like a half whole, excuse me, whole half over that chord. Now... So what I do there is I go to my A flat sus, but I just I simply move up by a half step, and you'll hear this all the time. You move up by a half step solo over that next half step. So in in essence, I'm soloing over A sus now, A seven sus, right? I do that for a beat or two, and then I move back down. So it's kind of like a side slip, right? You're just kind of moving up to a ha- moving up by a half step, and then moving back down by a half step. All right, check it out. There's a diminished up. Okay, so here I just dropped the time, right? I'm just literally dropping the time. Uh, I'm not playing any time. Like I'm just playing. I'm just letting. Okay, so the drums and the bass have the time in this section here, right? So I'm just letting them do their thing. Okay, this is where your ears are so so important because. I'm listening to them where we are in the tune, but at the same time, I'm freely expressing myself with rhythms, okay, I'm not playing in a tempo, I'm not playing in a pocket, I'm not playing any written rhythms, could you transcribe this, probably, it'd be a complete mess, right, I'm literally playing, just rolling the notes whenever I feel like it, like whenever I want, right? But at the same time, I'm listening to the bass player and the drummer to see where the beats are passing by because you can get lost, right? I can get lost really easily. That's why I'm listening really hard at the same time, okay? Check it out. And then finally, right, I I go back into the tempo tempo or the pocket, um, you know, when we get back to the top of the chorus. So again, a little, a little notey, but I get some, I get some new motifs happening here. So a new, that's my new rhythmic motif. kind of using some triad stuff over the A-flat sus. I get a new motif going, right, with my left hand. It's really nice to sync your right hand and your left hand together. It's a very powerful device because you're adding... You know a combination of both hands playing the same thing at the same time all right here we go i should have kept that going okay now again i just use the device i talked about kind of syncing my hands my right hand has octaves my left hand's comping with my right hand to kind of sync up everything as my right hand octaves move up the piano Now, to be completely honest here, I had a couple ideas going on in my head, I can tell by watching this video and just listening to what I'm trying to go for. So, I had a couple ideas and then I couldn't find what idea I wanted to go with, right? Because I had too many ideas in my head. I, I think I wanted to play one rhythm with my right hand and then switch it up with my octaves. but. For some reason, it didn't come out as cleanly as I wanted to, and it kind of, again, you feel a little stagger in my soul, right? It's like a hiccup almost. Let me go back a little further. So there's a little gap, I'm sure you could tell, right in the middle, but where then I kind of resort back to the first motif I've used because I can't find what direction I wanted to go to, Go go in, you know, and then I kind of ended up just going back with the same thing I started with. <laughs> Now here, again, this is just a, I mean, this takes a lot of technique, but again, complete uh, kind of no time run, which is really cool. Like you can move in and out of the pocket. It's a, it's amazing thing to do. You just, you're just kind of rolling up notes. Now, as far as the notes, you notes go, I'm probably just playing within the mode mostly. Let me check this out. I'm just playing essentially C Dorian, right? Just moving up a C Dorian scale, like back and forth. Kind of quickly, but again, out, it's the out of time presence that makes it powerful, right? Makes it really uh, prominent. And again, I kind of use the same motif. Or Right at the very top, I have a goal I'm getting to. And then I kind of fall back into the pocket at the top of the run. And then this is the melody here, which was the cue for the end of my solo. Cool. So that was the solo. I hope you guys enjoyed the, the analysis of this. Again, feel free to, uh, to leave questions or email us questions, you know, and, um, you know, I think we'll, uh, depending upon how we're going to do this, we'll either um, we'll respond back to you on the page or we're going to answer them um, in our monthly uh, webinar calls right? To, uh, you know, kind of, we're still kind of working that stuff out, but depending upon where we're at, what we decide to do, uh, just do whatever's best, right? If you have questions and there's comments there, do that. Or if we are doing the, um, kind of answering of the questions and the calls, uh, then we'll do that as well. Okay. Hope you guys enjoyed that. I'll talk to you soon and happy practicing. All right. So I hope you guys had fun listening to that. Uh, I think these are very, very educational. Again, we're going to be adding more in there. Um, there's going to be transcriptions, things like that for the gig analysis and the hard artist highlight area that we're going to be adding in as well. A lot of great features besides the upgrade formulas that we're going to be adding in there. Uh, you know, more in there consistently every single month. So, again, remember, you can go to jazzfianalschool.com forward slash lab launch. Get on the priority list or go over there at December 4th, 10 a.m. Pacific. And I will see you in the next episode. Until then, happy practicing.